Blog Talk Radio. Do you love uploading video to the web, but you can't stand those pesky ads that come with it? Well, go to blazingryradio.com and click on the banner for Vimeo. Vimeo loves your videos. Save and share your videos in beautiful HD with no disruptive ads. As a basic member, you can upload up to 500 megabytes of video per week for free. As a plus member, you can upload up to 5 gigs of video per week. And that is $59.95 per year. And if you want to go pro, you can upload up to 20 gigs of video per week for only $199 per year, billed annually. So, go ahead on over to BlazingRyeRadio.com, click on the banner for Vimeo, and get to uploading. Thank you for listening. BlazingRyeRadio.com The great city playboy They're always around To help build your hope up Then help drag you down They'll leave you with nothing Worth singing about So now you're in And now you won't bag out Good evening, minds. It is uh, Thursday, uh, uh, March 26, 2015, and you're checking in with your smoking nephew, Blazing Ryan, the ones and twos, and I would like to welcome uh, the Sade to my veteran wa, Mr. Jonathan, Mr. Jonathan, Mr. Jonathan. What's going on, I wish you would step back from that ledge, my that friend. Ledge, my friend. You could cut ties with all the lies that you've been living in. And if you do not want to see me again, I will understand. So, John Weeks, the Norbert to my Leo Butts, how are you, sir? Good, sir. How are you doing, my friend? I'm all right. I'm all right. It's 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 Thursday. Uh, yeah. You know what the, you know what that means. One more day, Friday to the weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. I guess yeah. I didn't really know where I was going with that. So yeah, it's good. Um, <laughs> what uh, what's going on with you, bro? Uh, not much. It's been a long week. Happy it's coming to a and then here, um, what do I got? I got nothing planned. Oh, I do have a fantasy baseball draft planned for Sunday. It's going to be like a whole day. It's like four or five hours. But uh, <laughs> looking forward to that. A little, it should be pretty fun. Um, and uh, that's about it. You know, otherwise, not much going on right now. It's really warming up out there. Huh? No more snow. No more, you know, uh, nastiness of the winter here. Spring is upon us. I think you might be speaking too soon. I feel like it's gonna snow like in a, in a couple minutes. No. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Um, last year, didn't you didn't you go to like a a day long uh, fantasy baseball thing in some sort of uh, office building in, in the middle of town and 
and you, you were like locked in there the entire day. Was that you? Yeah, that was me. How did you know that? Yeah, that's and that's kind of similar to what's going to happen on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like a five-hour affair with about a dozen guys, and all we do is make our picks, and it takes forever because people just don't come prepared, and some people just want to sit down, which is fine. But you know, we have like food and everything. It's fun because it's a bunch of people that I haven't seen in a year, basically. It's like judges and lawyers and uh, court administrators, that kind of thing. Do the guys from the league show up, or that's just football? Uh, no, <laughs> that's just football. Uh, John Weeks, what do you, what would you, what do you, what would you <laughs> like to talk about tonight? We could talk about anything. We could talk about current events. We could talk about... Mm. Movies. Oh, I got to see Birdman, by the way. A Birdman? Birdman, yes, exactly. I saw Birdman. Was he with Little Wine Mine? With Little with Little Wine and Michael Keaton Mine? What did you think of uh, I Have the Birdman on the Blu ray? What did you think of it? You know what? I thought it was pretty good. You know, I it took me a while to get the meaning, and I had to look it up online, and, uh, you know, I had my own uh, way of thinking about it, but. Turned out I was totally wrong, but uh, you know, well, you know what, what was, content. What was what? your way? Of, what was your way of thinking about it then? Well, I mean, like it was difficult. The enemy. I thought he. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was still alive at the end, but I guess not. You know, and uh, it, was, it was like a happy spin. But I guess in reality, it's kind of a depressing film, more depressing than I can live with that. It was. A good film. I thought it was very unique. Mm-hmm. Their work was pretty spectacular. Michael Keaton acted his butt off, and I think he should have won that Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was great. I loved it. Every actor did phenomenal job in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edward Norton was pretty incredible in it as as well. Yes, Emma Edward Stone. Norton and Naomi Watts. Yeah. Um, you know... The, the, the thing about Birdman in my mind was that uh, I I thought Amanda Bynes' performance was just lacking. You know, this is one time where I, I cannot quote Amanda Bynes because <laughs> she wasn't as good as I, I expected of her, you know? She right, was right. great, but she wasn't yeah. phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> you know? She, uh... She, so, the, here's here's... My take on Birdman. I go to. Oh my God! I'm getting like uh, I'm getting hot flashes just thinking about. It. To uh, the Angelica or Angelica. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's one of the two. I guess it's. An, I used to think it was Angelica. I guess it's Angelica Film Center uh, on uh, Houston Street in New York City, and uh, I go and meet Rob Biederman there. Rob Biederman is a friend of mine uh, that I met in L.A. Turns out he went to Syracuse. That's neither here nor there. Uh, so I go, and I meet Rob Biederman in the cafe, and usually when I meet up with him, he complains uh, about his life about 96% of the time. And, <laughs> and so this particular night... 
he was asking me all these questions about my life, and he was asking me about my job and asking me about all this stuff. And and I was even like, you know, we were at the cafe, and I was like, wow, geez, you, you know, you're really uh, – I'm I'm used to hearing more about you, and he was like, "Oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to work on that or something." So, so we go and sit down uh, in the theater, and um, people start uh, 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 <laughs> sitting in the seats around us. I don't know why it took me like an hour to think of the word "sitting" just now. Um, <laughs> But uh, the and and I remember there being somewhat of a uh, a bitchy girl around us, and that was annoying. And and she was like, I don't know, she was being an asshole. And I think we said something to her, and I think they said something. And they were like, ah. ah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's irrelevant as well. And um, we sit through the whole movie. I thought most most of it was pretty amazing, and. <laughs> Afterwards, when the credits started rolling, I said, uh, or I just, I got up and started walking out. Rob taps me on the arm and says, hey, uh, uh, I think I'm going to hang back a bit. Oh, my. Now, why? Why, exactly. What, I mean, I understand uh People in the arts. He's in, you know, was an actor. He's, he's people like, uh, you know, they want to see the credits and you know, watch it till the credits, whatever. That's fine. Um, but I, <laughs> so I walk out into the lobby and I'm waiting for him to get out of the thing. He waits until the credits are over. He walks out of the theater and my man is furious. He is so mad. <laughs> <laughs> and he was acting so bizarre and we're like taking the the stairs or the escalator whatever it was out of there and and uh he was just acting really like in a daze and just very like angry and then I I turned to him I said you are acting insane what is what is going on with you and he was like uh uh I'll tell you I'll tell you outside I'll tell you outside and um we walk outside and keep in mind prior to this on this night, he was. We were discussing me, which was a rarity. And then after the movie, and we walk outside and walk like a block away from the theater. He goes on this tirade about how he was so angry that they don't turn the lights on during the credits anymore because there were these like two cute girls near him that probably were like nineteen. He keep in mind he's like forty. And uh, 30, 30 something. He, so it, he was furious that they didn't turn the lights on, and um, and and that that was like the universe working against him in his quest for companionship, and uh, like the fact that they he wanted to like he was like overhearing this conversation. He was like eavesdropping on this conversation and wanted to interject in order to flirt, and. He couldn't because they didn't turn the lights on, and I don't know if that's because like he didn't interject because he couldn't get a good look at them, or I mean I don't even know why he would want to flirt with them if he couldn't get a good look at them. But we go outside and walk a block away, and he starts going on this crazy tirade for like ten minutes, and we get to the train, 
and I was like, all right. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and he was like, he, he was like, you, uh, you going home? And I was like, well, this is, this is the train. You, you, you take this train as well, you know? And, and he goes, I just, I, and he kept looking at his phone and it was clear that he was like looking at the time so that he could make sure I knew how early it was. And then I go, I mean, you want me to walk you around the block or something? And so uh, we, I did, and we walked for the next, like, 20 minutes. And then I, at some point I turned to him, and I was like, listen, man, I really have to take a shit. So I think that I need to hop on this N train and go home right now because we walked all the way to the NYU stop. Um, but – and I remember getting home that night and thinking, like, what the fuck was all that? Who flips out like a lunatic after the lights don't come on during the closing credits of a movie in a theater so that you can kind of flirt with people that you can't even see in the first place? What do you make of all this, John Weeks? Oh, my God. It sounds like he's uh, he's just – Truly disturbed. I mean, what, what is he angry about? Is this, is this a movie that set him off? Really? Is that what set him off? Was, was, did he even talk about the, the Birdman movie at all? You noticed that that I mean, was my take that? on that was my take on Birdman. It had nothing to do with the damn movie. I yeah. I, I think so. I, I, I it can't be just the lights. That sounds ridiculous. Well, maybe they I should turn the lights on during the credits. Maybe I agree with Peterman. <laughs> maybe he's maybe he's onto something there. I don't you know. know. I I think they probably should turn the lights on during the credits. Why? <laughs> so you can flirt with nineteen-year-olds? So you can see, so you can see them next to you. You know, yeah, and flirt with them or or <laughs> say hi to them. And maybe you know because. We don't turn the lights on uh, on during the credits. We're not able to engage in conversation with our fellow man anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now that we uh, mention it, now that I've said it out loud on the radio, it does occur to me that the movie is uh, a tension yielding movie. Like it is a very yeah. It's, claustrophobic it's not a movie you watch to relax it's uh it's it makes you tense and that's a kind of the uh you know it's it's what it's supposed to do and so i don't right. think that that helped i think if we you know maybe there's a reason that when we came out of 22 jump street he didn't give a shit about the lights i remember the next movie we walked out of he goes huh i guess they don't turn the lights on during the credits anymore i don't remember them ever turning the lights on during the credits do you i don't remember that did they at some point? I thought I saw uh, towards the end of the movie they always turned the lights on to help you like leave, but not to yeah. you know engage in flirtation with your fellow moviegoer. No, <laughs> I thought I thought that you know I thought the the thing they used to do was like slowly turn the lights on at the end, you know. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I don't think they do that anymore. And yeah, you're right. You put it well. You, you put it really well. He says this is a really kind of tense and tension movie and. And yeah. You're right about that because I saw it with my parents. They were both really. They were like, "Oh, I gotta go to sleep." <laughs> it was like, uh, it was like uh, I, they didn't even say goodnight. They just like immediately ran upstairs. And uh, I don't know what the movie did to that, but I was like, I was the same though. I, 
yeah. I was like, oh, I just had to sit there for a while and thinking and lost in my thoughts for a while. Let me ask you something. Did your uh, did 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 your dad then complain about how the lights didn't turn on when the credits rolled? <laughs> I think the I think the first thing my dad said was, "Well, gotta get the bed." <laughs> what do you think of this? So a lot of people uh, have take issue with the end. What do you think happened there? At the end. Well, I mean, Spo- spoil alert for anybody who hasn't seen it. This is a major spoiler alert. Yeah, that's right. I, I I watched it. I thought he was still alive at the end. I thought it was just like his dream, kind of like a dream sequence, uh, the whole thing at the end. And then I did like some reading online, and uh, it was like more like, you know, when he shot himself on the stage, he didn't survive. He killed himself. That's what I read, basically. And, Everything at the end of the hospital scene was like as if he things were went his way and how he wished his end was and you know he flew off like an angel to heaven that kind of thing. Uh, right. It was actually more depressing than I I thought and uh, uh, it was but it was well acted. I mean it was it was good. Mm. There's a lot of meaning behind the whole movie. I think. Yeah. See, I didn't get the. I mean, I I I did not think that he had killed himself either. I thought that the right. when Emma Stone looks out the window and she looks up, I thought it was like a metaphoric like yeah. uh thing of like he's, you know, now he's he's uh taken flight, he's succeeded or whatever at something. Um so yeah, but you know what? That like Craig McDonald used to say at Syracuse, uh anything the audience gets is right. So whatever you got right. from the movie John Weeks, that is right, you know. Thank you. I I I have to agree. It was, that's the <laughs> I have to agree with myself. I gotta agree with myself. Yes, yeah, sometimes you gotta agree with yourself. I, I agree. Yeah. I I I just think uh, that's the beauty of the movie. I think the in the directing. I think that's just you know it's, it can take on so many meanings and there's a creature of its own. Birdman, go see it. A creature <laughs> of a don't. What? It's a creature of its own. It really takes oh. on its own meaning. <laughs> I thought it was like Tales from the Crypt, Creature of a Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Bordello of Blood with Dennis Bordello Miller Bath. <laughs> I was terrified by that guy. He does not he does not look friendly, that fellow. Who, Dennis Miller? Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean that little weird troll ghost goblin thing? Yeah, that guy that guy creeped me out all the time. He was in that laugh, that that whole demeanor. He was Oh my. Can you do the, can you do his laugh right now? <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you been following? I, 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 thought, I swear to God, I thought I saw him working at a Seven Eleven one day, <laughs> and uh, it was not what? a pleasant experience. What do you mean? Explain everything right now. Well, I bought a uh, Arizona green iced tea, oh, and I, I went to go see the clerk. Syrup. Yeah, it does. It, 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 it does. That's the shit it that's does. trying to kill black people. Is the Arizona iced tea with the high fructose <laughs> syrup? I I really truly thought the clerk was the uh, tales of the crypt fellow. 
Were, was it a woman? Was it a man? Was he short? Was she? I was don't it? know. I don't know what it was. <laughs> to this day, I don't know what it was. It was hunchback. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> was was the crypt keeper hunchback? Yeah, he was terribly hunchback. He must have scoliosis or something. I mean, he was he was, he was in awful shape. He was, he was terrible. By the way, what is going on? You got the uh, uh, X-Files is returning. I just heard today that, that uh, Coach is coming back with Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> like, what, what is going on? Did I fall asleep and I woke up 20 years ago? <laughs> Are you serious? I didn't know about yeah. Coach. I heard about X-Files. Oh, yeah, I my saw Coach. I saw Craig T. Nelson was trending on Twitter before the show tonight, and I naturally thought that he died, so I clicked it, and hoping that he hadn't died uh, like he did on Parenthood. Oh, there's another spoiler. Uh, but but then I, I, I clicked it, and it said, people were like, wait, really? They're doing a revival of Coach with Craig T. Nelson? NBC apparently ordered a Coach revival. <laughs> my, my, I remember my nut of a friend used to... Uh... Wake up every morning at five in, at UConn. You know, it was yeah. like his uh, senior year just to watch Coach. He was a huge <laughs> fan of that what? show. Nobody was yeah. a huge fan of that show. I I, <laughs> I I totally agree. I don't know who you know is a, such a fan of that show that they would get up that early in the morning of Coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Um, great you know what? Theme song though. Great song. Well, how did the song go? Remember? <laughs> Listen, now that that brings me to a nice segue. So I have to. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna urinate a little earlier than usual right now. So I'm gonna go okay. do that. You just go through as many theme songs from uh, 90s and 80s shows as you can while I'm gone. Okay, I'm going to try my best. All right, one, two, three, go!
Thank you. Yes. Thank you. What, what what was that last one? That was Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> what else did you do while I was gone? Oh, I did Ghostbusters, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Teenage Mutant and Turtles. I did another uh, coach. Uh, <laughs> what else did I do? Um, I did Inspector Gadget. Oh, Jesus, you okay. did so many cartoons. I know, I did. I'm sorry. These that makes me feel that... a certain way. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to. <laughs> um, uh, um, <sighs> trying to think if, if I should begin this next segment now. I, I kind of want Fogarty to overhear part of it, but, uh, uh, okay. So, um, all right. So, John Weeks. Uh, you know uh, that I've had uh, I've had some issues while using apps like Grinder and whatnot, and uh, a couple uh, Saturdays ago, um, this this uh, Asian Twinkie guy uh, texted me. I don't mean Twinkie like the food. I mean like a Twink. Uh, he 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 like messaged me on Grinder. Uh, you want to fuck me today, and and so I was like, okay. And I had a uh, meeting to go to earlier that day, an, an AA thing that was a complete shit show. Um, it was uh, uh, what they call an intergroup delegates meeting, and it was I've I I couldn't believe there were they were adults in that room, um, and. Uh, when I left there, I went to to Greenpoint to go bang this guy, and I'm thinking, uh, okay, so so guys, uh, these gay guys, they blow other guys like it's nothing, like there's all these blowing blowjobs and whatnot, and I so I texted on the way. By the way, I don't do oral because I'm terrified of the super clap that's been going around because there's been this uh, incurable strain of gonorrhea going around. And um, and he said, okay. So then I get there and again, I had to shit really bad. And uh, I and so that was awkward. So I was like, yeah, let me uh, use the bathroom. And then there's no fucking toilet paper in there. There's no toilet paper. What? Yeah, there's no toilet paper, so I had to go out, and I was like, "This is awkward." But is there toilet paper? And he was like, "There's, there's, uh, um, there's like uh, baby wipes on top of the thing." And so, and and by the way, the place is filthy. There's a cat. It's gross. And and so then, I I didn't even realize I had to shit like that, and I did, and I and then you know I had to use the goddamn baby wipes, and then I, uh. I go back into the living room and I was like, what's your name? And he said, Hank. And I was like, are you the guy who called me a flake a while ago? Because I remember that this, you know, this guy and I had had some interaction before uh, via text and whatnot. And, and he was kind of an asshole talking about how like, you know, I was flaking out and all this shit just because I couldn't do stuff at certain times or whatever. And he was like, um, did you flake? Well, probably. And so, we we go into the other room, his bedroom, and he's like, uh, and and oh, uh, and so he starts like stripping, and so I like am about to like lay down, 
and he goes, mm-hmm. "You're wearing t- you're wearing too much clothes." So then I stripped down to my boxer briefs, and then he was like, "You're still wearing too much clothes," and he, he kept saying "too much clothes," and that really bothered the fucking sh- <laughs> shit out of me. Too much clothes instead of too many clothes, and so then I'm completely naked, and he uh, and and so then it, like immediately. Before we kissed or anything, he starts going down on me. And I'm thinking in my head, John Weeks, didn't I just say I don't do this? Didn't I just say that? Yeah, didn't I just say this? But then I found myself in the middle of a George Carlin joke where he's like, hey, here's something you never hear. Stop sucking my dick or I'll call the police. And and then at that point... uh. As my friend Jason Selvig said yesterday, I was cock committed. So I was cock committed to this, and 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 then and then he just says like, "Fuck me." So uh, I I put on a on the condom and um and proceed to do that, and and again no no kissing, no like normal shit, no before anything, and so. So I start doing that, and that's fine. And and at some point during the event, uh, he gets a text, and he's like, "Oh, I forgot I texted a bottom. Uh, do you want to fuck a bottom with me?" And I go, "Uh, uh is he cute?" And he goes, "Yeah." And he shows me a picture of this guy, and he's not cute, and. <laughs> And little did I know, the doorbell rings and he's at the fucking door. He's he the the next there's a third guy at the door downstairs, <laughs> and and so he comes in and I'm like hiding under the covers at that point, and because I'm part of me is thinking, well this could be a lot of fun, and then another part of me is thinking, what have I got myself into, and. <laughs> Uh, another part of me is thinking I just need to ejaculate, and so this other guy comes in, and uh, he is—I uh, don't find him very attractive—and uh, and so so Hank, the guy that I had been banging, he turns to me and says, "Gabriel likes to get fucked raw," and I said, "I said, I'm not gonna do that." And he goes, he goes, okay, you can fuck him safe. And then this Gabriel guy starts going down on Hank. And then Hank uh, proceeds to fuck him unprotected. And then, and he's like, fuck, fuck him with me. And at that point, I thought it best to just roll over and jerk off until I was done and get the fuck out of there. So uh, I, because I had made it very clear how safe I wanted to be in my texts prior to arriving there. And then this guy, how am I supposed to feel that this guy goes ahead and has unsafe sex right in front of me? And I had just had, you know, banged him safely, but, um, so so that all happened and and so I I I rolled over and just like kind of uh watched them and until I I you know uh finished 
And after I finished, mm-hmm. that Gabriel guy, uh, like, goes to my um, splooge like a like a a, a nut to a, a, a raptor. What, what's the phrase? Like a, a crow to a squirrel to a nut. Like a squirrel to a nut. Tom Fogarty, I see. I'll be right with you. Uh, so he he goes to you know the 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 the, the stuff. Um, and, and he's like, can I lick? And I was like, that's okay. That's okay. And I got up and I started putting my, my clothes and stuff on and Hank, as he's banging Gabriel goes, uh, goes, I'll walk you out, Ryan. And I go, no, that's okay. That's okay. And you know, he's in the midst of banging and I go into the living room and then Hank runs out completely naked and goes, I feel like we creeped you out. And I said, totally. I'm going to go home. And I was fucking traumatized. I walked out of the thing and I, I, I walked to some fucking street corner, some ad, somewhere I could see a, a visible address. And I got a lift ride home uh, rather than take the subway because I was, I was like so freaked out at that point. And I, all I did the rest of the weekend was, was hood rat stuff with my TV. I was too traumatized to do anything else. But how fucked up is that, man? That is messed up, man. I, I don't know how you handle that well. I, I, you should be proud of yourself. I mean, I would be so incredibly uncomfortable there. I don't know what I would. I'd probably jump out a window. I don't. <laughs> that, that is, uh, that's ridiculous. This guy shows up unannounced and uh, yeah. incredible press. It's like incredible peer pressure right there. I mean, yeah. and uh, you handled it like a pro, I think. You did your own thing, and you kind of yeah. stayed there enough so that you're looking completely terrible, and then uh, you, you left. I think you went out on your own terms. But, you know, that's pretty good. Wait, but I stayed there. Oh, experience. It, so, <laughs> all right, we'll talk about this more momentarily. But do you, in the meantime, sure. you know what time it is? Oh, uh, Tom, that's the one Tom Fogarty. Oh, you guys are back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Tom Fogarty. Trying to find the fucking porno you were describing, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just say two things. Yes, please. On the subject, Rye Rye. <laughs> One, yes. you still stayed and, and did your own dude. And two, that's a hell of a long way to go to justify taking a fucking cab ride home. <laughs> it was Greenpoint. I live in Brooklyn. What do you mean? I, it still. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But your, to your first point, I stayed and did my what? What? What does that mean? Didn't you? I mean, didn't you stay and get yourself off? Yeah, I had to get my. And then none of us wanted to try to eat your spooge. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can multitask. I can watch straight porn and listen to your your little tale too at the same time. <laughs> well, I hope I hope it gave you some. Uh, 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 I don't. Some well, sort it of... had been up until now. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewind this bitch. <laughs> oh God, who have you got for us for the hot mess award? Well. My first one is, and bear with me because this is a quickie, but the paparazzi <laughs> that crashed into Jennifer Aniston's bush. Oh my goodness! Her vagina. Next question. <laughs> uh, who was your second hot mess? My second hot mess is the Hoff last night on American Idol. <laughs> Hasselhoff. Yeah, I didn't see it. Came out and tried to sell us on what the 80s were all about and sang a medley of, I swear to God, 659 fucking songs from the 80s. <laughs> Did he do the Night Rider? I thought he was never going to shut the fuck up. And he sang a moth key. It sounded like fucking cats trying to get out of a bag at one point. <laughs> we we. Weeks just did a medley of 80s and 90s songs, and he neglected to do the Knight Rider theme song. Huh? Oh, man. How could I go. forget? Uh, didn't it there go like... Jennifer Aniston Bush. And who is your final hot mess, sire? My final hot mess is the entire Sam Simons family. Do you know this this guy? He was like a... Mm-hmm. Made a shitload of money out in Techland and died of cancer. But Ooh. Pamela Anderson was one of his best friends and sort of on his dying bed, he gave her a $800,000 ring, which his family is now trying to get back. Oh, my God. Damn. The guy is worth billions. They were good friends. Maybe she was there when some of the fucking family wasn't, but now the family wants the money. Oh, jeez. You know, it makes the Kardashians look good for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they need that. They need that. Uh, Are are you guys lubed up and ready to joke off? I've been lubed. (laughs) All right. Let's open up the joke bag. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. <laughs> Don't get me every put time. Put porn back on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Fogarty, kick us off. Fifty-year-old Louisiana man Eldridge Dukes was in custody on Monday after shooting his 18-year-old son in the buttocks during a fight about orange juice. I guess that's the last time that kid drinks out the motherfucking cotton. <laughs> yeah, apparently his dad thought he wanted blood orange. <laughs> now that's what I call fresh squoze. <laughs> yeah, I guess if I ever to come up with a reason to shoot somebody, I'd blame OJ too. <laughs> with extra pulp. <laughs> Novelist Stephen King has demanded an apology from Maine Governor Paul Lepage, 
who accused King of leaving the state to avoid paying income taxes. <laughs> Shit. Now, call me a fucking lunatic, but I wouldn't want that motherfucker who wrote It and The Shining all mad and after my ass, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weeks, isn't that your, uh, the, isn't It your least favorite thing? It, it is. It, it is one of the scariest movies. Is It the clown one? Yeah. Yes, they oh, all float down here. Fuck, yeah, that was some freaky shit. Don't you wanna? Don't you wanna? Don't you wanna? Come that on, don't you wanna? Shit. The oh only thing worse than that is a midget clown. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just like double freaky as far as I'm concerned. Jeez. I like trip the fuck out over a clown midget. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to find that kind of porn too, and I can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As long as you don't trip over the clown midget. Some clown midget porn. Now that would be hot. <laughs> yeah, unless he tries to lick your splooge. Well, that could be hot. I guess. Wisconsin, I ain't kissing him again. <laughs> Wisconsin man John Robert Lind was cleared of sex charges after he admittedly ejaculated into his co-worker's coffee. Lind has since been working on a new product to put on your nachos and steak sandwiches, cheese jizz. Oh, laddie. Yes. yes. A Washington man, Dustin Theo Harris, won <laughs> $5.5 .5 after cops shot him 16 times. Theo Harris ain't mad, though. He said, sometimes they make mistakes. <laughs> Child, how you going to call yourself acting a fool talking about something? They made mistakes? Shit, they made mistakes. Those crackers, crackers, made the same mistake 16 goddamn times. And he's trying to call himself some 50 cent set shot, got shot, done more times than that. God damn, that's crazy ass shit. Damn, mini man, mini 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 man. Don't cry no more. Don't look at the sky no more. Have mercy on mini man, mini mini mini. I think he's channeling a gay midget instead of I think I think you killed weeks. I'm Shimalia, you're up. Many men, Ex-math teacher Erica Lynn Mesa is pleaded guilty to student sex abuse charges after having her students line up to have sex with her. I mean, when I was in school, I remember lining up after recess to go inside the building. I don't remember lining up to go inside a vagina. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've been to Colonial Vagina. Very nice. <laughs> Ex-tennis champ Bob Hewitt has been found guilty of rape and one charge of sexual assault of a minor. This marks the first time in Bob's life the phrase 4015 was used to refer to an age range and not an actual tennis 
score. (laughs) 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 Taylor Swift's team bought out taylorswift.adult and taylorswift.porn to get ahead of Internet trolls who could potentially purchase these domains after June 1st. Swift, however, did not purchase taylorswift.sucks. That's because she doesn't suck. She blows. Ooh. Ooh. Hello. <laughs> uh, President Obama revealed to the Huffington Post what helps him manage the stress of his job, including spending time with his daughters and smoking some good weed. Oh, shit. That was good. That was good. Mesa, Arizona shooting victim Isaac Martinez Snapchatted a selfie right after he was shot that he captured. I thought that was his last fucking name, too. I thought it was hyphenated. Martinez Snapchatted. (laughs) Isaac Martinez Snapchatted. I know. Mesa, <laughs> shooting victim Isaac Martinez Snapchatted a selfie right after you I shot thought that was hyphenated too, yeah <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Martinez Snapchatted a selfie right after he was shot That he captioned, I just got shot Apparently he also started singing I just got shot and it felt so good, felt so good, 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 oh, yeah. Ooh, mini, 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 man. <laughs> I, like, I like the Betty Bed much more. Jesus Christ. Mini, 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 man. <laughs> I think Ryan's disappointed. <laughs> I, think, I think you need to take a second listen to these songs. <laughs> I do. You, I, do. I, just, I need to take a first listen. <laughs> hey, I'm just channeling the hoff. <laughs> Human remains were found inside a wood stove by Robert Owens, the man suspected of killing a contestant from Food Wet Network star, her husband, and their unborn child. When asked what was in the fridge, Owens said, Ingredients! Oh, shit. But when asked what was in the oven... <laughs> <laughs> After tweeting a picture of himself in sweats... It appears actor Ryan Gosling isn't down with his wife Ava Mendez's sweatpants boycott. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm not down with Ava Mendez wearing pants. <laughs> Oof. But I'm down with Ryan Gosling in some loose-fitting and low-hanging sweatpants. <laughs> God damn, that could turn me into a lesbian pronto. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... How does? How would that... I don't. That's what I'd have to be, honey, to keep from going there. <laughs> ah, I see. Ah. <laughs> oh, it's up to me. Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx denied to TMZ that he is dating Katie Holmes. I'd deny it too if I had Tom Cruise in the back seat of my damn cab. <laughs> <laughs> President Obama attended the White House Science Fair on Monday where he urged young scientists to keep asking why. Unlike Ted Cruz, who her- urged young people to keep asking, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> 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 
Was he saying it like like was he saying it like Nancy Kerrigan? Why? Why? <laughs> you remember when Tanya Harding? Mm-hmm. Niche, oh, Peter Roth. Yeah, how could we yeah. forget? Yeah. Why? Why? I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure what was a bigger disaster though, the the beating of Nancy Kerrigan or her, when she hosted SNL because that was a disaster. That yeah, that was a disaster. But no, the biggest disaster of all that was that like couple of years the Tanya Harding spent as a fucking professional lady wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much jumping the shark, baby. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, should I go back? To yeah, go back, go back to your porn, and uh, maybe, maybe I gave you some more material of an accidental threesome. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, sire. Ciao, belly. Good night, wizard. I mean, um, what what am I supposed to? You know, this guy's clearly going around being unsafe, and I don't. You know, I, I, the other thing about it is that some guys apparently these days uh, uh, they're on this um, drug called Prep P, uh, lowercase R, capital E, capital P, and it's supposed to like prevent you from contracting HIV, uh, but it is um, it's like like. 91% effective or something. It's not as effective as fucking condoms, so uh, I, I I prefer the, the, the condom, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I agree. You know, you want your chances to be higher against contracting the disease, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing is people are just concerned about uh, th- that disease, but I don't want to be catching no super clap. I don't even know. I keep asking, what happens to these guys who contract the incurable strain of gonorrhea like, do they die? Do they? What happens to them? And nobody can fucking answer me. I don't know what happens to them. I think it's a, a mistake when scientists call things super class. It sounds pretty cool, actually. But, uh, you know, Godfrey does not sound cool. And no. It sounds like it should be in a song with Usher, Ludacris, and Little John. Yeah, and Busta Rhymes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Busta Rhymes. Uh, so... That that video that I sent you earlier with uh, from the BET Awards, it, it occurred to me, as Julian and I were talking about this recently, uh, it was the BET Awards in like '05, I think, and I, I've I've been watching that video at the gym, thinking just like you know what an incredible performance. Um, yes. You got Busta, you got Mary J. Blige, you got uh, Lloyd. Banks, you got Mary uh, uh, Rod Digger, um, and uh, Will I Am's up there, and, and you know, and it ends, of course, with Eminem coming out as a surprise, and that was the first time that he, uh, I guess, appeared publicly since Proof was killed, um, and uh, and the audience went nuts, and I remember sitting there with Julian at Julian's house in Westville in Connecticut, sitting there with Julian and his mom, and 
all of us just being blown away. Me and Julian and Debbie Brown. We were just blown away by the whole uh, thing. And um, and I, I it, it occurred to me today that that may have been the final great hip-hop performance. Wow. <laughs> wow, you just dropped it on me. That, that was heavy. I mean, that's... Uh... And, you know, when I was watching it, I wasn't expecting this amazing performance. It was beyond amazing. Yeah. It was uh, spectacular. It was like a medley of the best rappers at the time. It was insane. And, and, you know, exactly. I think you're right. I think it may have been the last true hip-hop performance. And not only that, but uh, one where it brought all these artists together like that. Do you see that anymore? No, you never... You know what's really what was very noticeable about it to me. You never see so many um, like talented, powerful women on stage together at once. Like you, yeah. you look, you had Rod Digger, you had Missy Elliott, you had uh, uh, Mary J. Blige, and it's very rare, I think, that you see that. I feel like it's more common with with guys to to group up like that for some reason. But there's, I don't know, you know how girls have more competition and stuff among them. And and, and you, you don't really see that. But Busta, Ryan, Busta was able to bring that all together. And I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I, you know, Busta is one of those artists who's able to bring a lot of people together. He's doing a lot of those tours with that uh, OT Genesis and the I'm in love with the Coco guy. But he's always been this kind what? of... I, yeah, you mean, I, I don't know. Have you seen that? The uh, I'm in love with the Coco song. <laughs> uh, you know, where the guy literally talks about you know cocaine. Uh, he's got this like new artist on his roster, the conglomerate. Oh, no. And uh, no, but and even Busta has gone wayward since then. You know, it's it's yeah. like uh, Busta's always been this amazing rapper, very quick tongued rapper, but he's always been this awesome hype man too. He's been. You know, I I don't know if you ever seen one of his concerts, but he is insane. The energy is just uh, immense. I thought I was going to die there at the concert, but uh, where was that concert? Westcon, UConn. It was concert in DC, um, the streets of uh, GW, and then I went to uh, see him in New Haven. But my friend got me kicked out of the uh, Toad's place because he swore at the security guard because Buster was literally like six hours late. Why he? <laughs> why did your friend swear at the security guard though? Uh, he was just, you know, he gets, he's an angry young man, and he, uh, he was like, where the, all he said was, where the F is, is Busta, where, what is he coming? Who was, he was this like, friend? well, I gotta throw you out, he literally threw him out, I never saw that before. You know, like those things in the, in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where they threw out his, his <laughs> Jeff's? It was literally yeah, yeah. just like that. It was so, literally like that. So, and, and you, you, you never saw Busta that night? I never saw. I never got to see Buster that night. He apparently he was supposed to come out at uh, seven p.m. He didn't come out until two in the morning. Jesus, it's uh, ridiculous. You know, say what you will about Ja Rule, but he was punctual at Toad's place. He was punctual. Yeah, you gotta respect that. You know, and, and <laughs> but but that performance you showed me was amazing. I was not expecting Eminem, DMX. You know, these big heavy hitters of rappers out there. It was ridiculous, yeah. and, and the love was there. You know, Busta, they all loved Busta, Busta loved them back. Who were the two guys that got up on stage from the, was that Mob Deep? Who were who those two guys? I thought that was Mob Deep, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, you're right, Lloyd Banks was there. Uh, yeah. A lot of love in that group there. Yeah, it was incredible. And, and then just uh, the way that... was there too, right? Yeah, Will I Am was the the first uh, part of it, the first song. When the and then just when when Eminem came out and the crowd went nuts and and everything, and then they're all like 
bouncing as you know everyone's on stage together. It was just it's amazing. Maybe the the, the last great hip hop performance. Will we ever see something like that again? I, mean, I don't think so. I mean, um, I was watching like this weird show on on, on air. It's like it's just like on YouTube. It's like uh, called the Breakfast Club, I guess, where they, oh, yeah. they interview a lot of these old rappers and a lot of new guys, but. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, ill feelings towards certain rappers. I was watching DMX's I, uh, interview, and uh, and he was talking a lot of, a lot of trash about Jay-Z. And uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting. There's a lot of feuds and old rivalries that these artists don't talk about that uh, we don't really know too much about. And, uh, uh, you know, I consider DMX to be one of the better rappers out, you know, uh, of our time, I think. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, pre- it's just pretty interesting to hear what they have to say about what they think about the current rap game. Yeah, it's it, like you said uh, earlier this this week, that it's just so hard to care. Like people, they love Drake and they love Kendrick Lamar and stuff. But for some reason, it's just hard to care. I, I don't know. Why, yeah. is it so, why is it hard to care anymore? I You know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I I you know, to me, I always like the rapper that, uh, you know, could show me through his rhymes and through his life and his biography that he came from the kind of nothing to be something. And uh, a lot of these guys are not like that anymore. You know, Drake, I, I don't know his, his upbringing, but I'm sure he was middle class and, you know, had everything. And, you know, he didn't use rap as a way to, you know, bring himself up from one level to the next. He just used rap as a soundboard to get his opinion across. And that's what it's become, I think, you know, yeah, you know that's why I always liked NWA and that's their success story and how they use rap, you know, as a kind of a political viewpoint, but also a way to get themselves out of the ghetto, you know, and uh, kind of bring attention to the ghetto. And a lot of these guys are not doing that; they're all talking about different stuff, you know, which is up to them. It's fine; it's a new rap game, but it's just not things that I can associate with in a lot of ways. Not that I'm, you know, from, you know, kind of a to get all like that, but I, I understand that, uh, you know, we all want to be better, and, you know, and I associate that with a lot of rap. I think rap is about survival to me, you know, always, always about that, you know, and that's a meaning and a message that's applicable to everybody, and I think mm-hmm. that's lost on a lot of people now. You know, Drake doesn't talk about that. He talks about, you know, what is he, I'm going home with you, <laughs> it's not a good message to it, you know? <laughs> Oh, well, apparently the new Kendrick album is very risky, and it's very, as Julian said, it's very black, and a lot of people aren't going to get it, and, you know, I should give it a, a whirl, but I just haven't, like, been motivated to do it uh, yet. Um, you know, and I agree with you. I think I, I should give him Kendrick Lamar at least a chance, and I think cause he's trying, and I think, uh, but, you know, what you said about the game is, is uh, you know, something I look forward to, but I don't know if rappers like that can survive in the game anymore, you know? It's just like <laughs> you uh, don't know if the game the can game, survive in the game. The game's changed. Yeah. yeah, the game's done change, you know. <laughs> uh, by the way, <laughs> what does what does NWA stand for? Uh, I thought it was no. I thought it was no whites allowed. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so no, as you that's, no, that's, that's a lie for the movie. I think that's for the movie. <laughs> what movie? Birdman? No. They're making a uh, NWA movie. Oh, okay. Um, Which looks amazing. You should check out the trailer. It looks amazing. Paul Giamatti's in it and no, everything. I'm not. That's all right. That's okay. Um, 
But uh, uh, you know how I've uh, been. Uh, we got to go quickly, but but you know how I've been listening to that uh, uh, Gilbert Gottfried podcast, John Weeks. Yes, yes, yes. The great podcast. Yes, it is. It's called Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. Oh, and all nice. <laughs> They they talked about that. They talked about that in one of the shows, and they were like, and I was doing uh, Saturday night, and she was doing Sunday night. Um, but uh, but I, I wouldn't have even remembered it had you not mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. But but the the guy who um, uh, is like the creator and whatever of Community, uh, Dan Harmon, have you heard of this guy? I think so, yes. I've heard of the name, yes. Okay, so he's the guy that he basically like got fired from Community, and he didn't he didn't get along with Chevy Chase, but like nobody gets along with Chevy Chase. And then after Chevy Chase left, Dan Harmon went back to Community and stuff. And uh, he was telling Gilbert this whole story about how like there was um, a rap party at the end of the season, and he like made a speech and he said, and now everyone can toast their glass and say fuck you, Chevy, and everybody in the room said. Fuck you, Chevy, and to Chevy Chase. And Dan Harmon was saying that uh, later that night, uh, Chevy Chase was texting him like, you know, that was really fucked up of you to say in front of my wife and kids. And Dan Harmon was like, "Uh, okay, first off, your kids are 40. And uh, anyway, that's just a little anecdote that he had there. But there was one particular part of this uh, interview that I found striking, and I want to play it for you about a minute long. I want to play it for you and get your take on it, okay? Okay. Okay, here we go. I think what it is is that capitalism by its nature, if you make TV for money, then that means that you have to use the same set week to week. And if you and it means that the the actors are under contract. And it so if you make a a Star Wars TV show, then they can't blow up the Death Star at the end of the pilot. They have to just talk about how much they want to blow up the Death Star for the rest of the TV's, uh, TV, TV show's length. So it's about reducing overhead. So typically in, in the stories that, that we watch on TV, the characters have to, they have to be reset at the end of the story. So the stories end up being about futility. They end up being about people going, I wish that I worked at a chocolate factory instead of a greeting card company. Well, guess what? He's going to find out that he shouldn't have ever wished that. So it has that nice effect of like telling poor people like, you know what, we're all in the same boat, like life is hard, keep your head down, go show up to work the next morning, isn't Rob Schneider funny, just (laughs) (laughs) stop complaining and get back to work. (laughs) I found that moment particularly striking, what do you think about that? I think that was the most poignant and important point to make about Rob Schneider. I mean, (laughs) sometimes we're a little too overly critical of a capitalistic society about, uh, you know, who's the funniest and who's the best. But there's a certain level of mediocrity we have to appreciate. And Rob Schneider has delivered that (laughs) mediocrity to the the utmost level, I think, you know? I walked by him once in in West Hollywood, um, and he was eating outside with his friends, and he he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, 
and just looked absolutely ridiculous. I'm not saying, you know, I mean, Rob Schneider is far more successful than I am. I, you know, I'm not hating on him or whatever, but he's, he just seems like one of those guys who kind of just kind of wants to, he wants some attention and he's like, uh, I don't know, he's like a, like one of those peacock guys, you know, that they talked about on, on VH1 where you, you know, you peacock yourself, you dress yourself up so that you get noticed, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. He's like, He's like the ugly friend who never got attention, who wants yeah. to be in the camera eye, but never will. But somehow he gets it. I don't know how he does it, <laughs> but sometimes he wins. I don't know. Rob Schneider is one of those really untold tales of success that probably should be on VH1 behind the story. <laughs> That's not a show behind the story. That's not. It's, it's behind the music or storytellers. A storyteller. That's what it should be. It That's should be a music story. show. <laughs> They're both true, music true. shows. <laughs> they, yeah, true. Should be on the E True Hollywood Story, maybe. I agree with it. Yes, yeah, that's what it should be on. I, I, I would like to learn more about Rob Schneider and who he is, and what he stood for through his life. <laughs> you know he's alive, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Alive, alive and well, and hopefully he's going to continue making very mediocre movies that surprisingly make me laugh for some reason. By the way, speaking of, I I, I found a lovely new uh, movie starring Adam Sandler that uh, it's it's not one of the like his Happy Madison productions or whatever, uh, but it it is lovely and Steve Buscemi's in it just like he's in all the Sandler movies and. Uh, and Method Man is in it, and oh, wow. it is fantastic. It's called The Cobbler, and it's one of those movies that's like an independent movie that that is on like in theaters, but also on demand. So you should rent that. I highly recommend it. The Cobbler. You know what? I will check that out because I do like Adam Sandler, and I do think yes. he's got redemptive value, and I do like a lot of his earlier films. And he's got another movie coming out, Pixels or something like that. But it's, oh yeah, an interesting content. Yeah, it's about like what would happen if video game characters actually were real and wanted to destroy us. So there's like Pac-Man destroying New York City. Ooh. Pretty pretty interesting. Ooh. I want to check an, it out. Is it an action movie? Is it a comedy? Is it live action? No, it it's, a like, car- it's like an action slash comedy, yeah. It's, and it mm. stars him and uh, I forget who else, but it seems pretty interesting. He's not the main character, so uh, but I think he, pretty, he uh, wrote it, so I think it, it, it looks pretty cool. Oh, you know, there's another uh, understated Adam Sandler movie that I saw recently as well. Uh, another one that's not one of his, but it's but he's in it. Uh, Men, Women, and Children that I also w- thought was fantastic. Um, it's very fucked up, though. It's a very fucked up movie. Like it's one of those movies you walk away from and you might yell about the lights not turning on at the right time. You know that kind of thing. Oh, that's what I think of Birdman. Yeah, like a Birdman, except uh, except a little more of a traditional film, but still, it's super fucked up. The stories, and um, and like people haven't heard of these movies. They haven't heard of Men Women. They haven't heard of uh, The Cobbler, but they they're really good. They're like they're better than Little Nicky. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That is a promotional line. It's phenomenal. You should be paid for that. Like better uh, than Little Nicky. <laughs> like like Honey Boo Boo on the back of a. Uh, the Nicolas Cage movies, <laughs> or uh, <laughs> Bill Robertson from Duck Dynasty. 
It's better than Little Nicky. <laughs> the rapture with Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Left behind. On the back of that, it says, a, a spell-binding whirlwind of a film that'll take you through the day of the rapture. Phil Robertson, <laughs> Duck Dynasty. Uh. <laughs> I told you pretty soon it's going to be Sweet Brown. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> it should be. I think if anybody's a good movie critic, it would be her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, as Sweet Brown once told me, you know what she told me, John Weeks? She once told me, oh, no, that's my brother Nicole. <laughs> have you uh have you oh, last night um uh th- this this girl uh DJ uh tells us to she's like what should I make for dinner and this this kid Eskew keeps saying lasagna and I go she's not a cat and then he goes DJ Garfield and there's the whole thing but then she says uh give me your lasagna recipe <laughs> And she, she was talking to Eskew, but I responded, and this is what I said. <laughs> I said, okay, so you need a hint of rosemary, a dash of thyme, three slices of lime, ice, and a pine cone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that one more time. Okay. This is my lasagna recipe. I said, okay, so you need a hint of rosemary, a dash of thyme, Three slices of lime, ice, <laughs> and a pine cone. Now that's isn't that the New Haven lasagna recipe? That's the one I always knew. That's the one I'm most familiar with. I, I but I, yeah, that's the one I had yesterday. Actually, <laughs> and I told this kid Paul Wentworth that afterwards, and he said, hey, "I remember that. My grandma made that. That's New Haven style pizza." I mean, that's New Haven style lasagna. <laughs> Rosemary, thyme, three slices of lime, ice, and a pine cone. And that's all you need. That that's all you need to buy in life, my friend. <laughs> and then, and then DJ, <laughs> DJ goes for what? And I and and I said. That's my lasagna recipe. And she goes, what part of that is lasagna? And I said, that's lasagna to me. (laughs) 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 What do you, what do you think of Robert Durst? Have you been following that? again for for murder for like the third or time <laughs> oh i've heard of this yeah i mean he's he's just trying to get by i guess well here's the thing so i watched this uh documentary is that how you pronounce it documentary yes i watched this documentary on hbo called the jinx the life and deaths of robert durst and um and I I bring it up because it's all over the news and stuff, and it's it's amazing the the documentary and and it has uh, I, it really shook me like you know I was I was feeling some type of way after I finished episode six. Oh my! Um, yeah, 
and like the it becomes pretty clear at some point uh that Robert Durst uh murders and dismembers people and the uh his brother Douglas Durst is kind of portrayed as kind of a villain in in the documentary it's like uh D- Doug is kind of this like he seems like a jerk he's very like he won't talk to anyone and he has an order of protection against Robert Durst and blah 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 and I, and I thought about it and I would I would much rather have a after watching it I would much rather have a drink with Robert Durst than Douglas Durst but in public because he murders and dismembers people it makes sense you know I mean you know, when you look at a murderer, you have just about one flaw. They kill and dismember people. I mean, and, and but there may be there may be great conversationists, and they may be able to you know be a better friend than most other people. So I mean, we can't just look at one quality of it. We have to look at them holistically. I think. <laughs> there's parts of this, and I don't want to give anything away, but there's parts of this documentary where. They show Robert Durst at the on the witness stand in uh, Galveston, Texas, and they're like, "Did you kill your friend Morris Black?" And he answers the question and says, "No, I did not kill Morris Black. I did dismember Morris Black." <laughs> like, yeah, of course I dismembered him. I didn't kill him. Though. Are you crazy? <laughs> Okay. Um. uh, All right. Oh shit. Uh. What? What's your favorite scene? My favorite scene, and she's a main man for your brain. Gotta be when Amanda Bain's, and this is one of her uh, great achievements, is that when she plays all four members of the band, the great band. You may not agree. You too. And uh, in one of their old films, Rattle and Hum, in 1988. And here she is as Bono. Now, let me tell you something. I've had enough of Irish Americans who haven't been back to their country in 20 or 30 years come up to me and talk about the resistance, the revolution back home, and the glory of the revolution, and the glory of dying for the revolution. Fuck the revolution. They don't talk about the glory of killing for the revolution. What's the glory of taking a man from his bed and gunning him down in front of his wife and his children? Where's the glory in that? Where's the glory in bombing a Remembrance Day parade of old age pensioners, their medals taken out and polished up for the day? Where's the glory in that? To leave them dying or crippled for life or dead under the rubble of a revolution that the majority of the people in my country don't want? Where's the glory in that? And that's my favorite scene. You see the main man picture made a pay his way. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. By the way, Tom Fogarty commented on our, our link for tonight, and I'm terrified to see what he says. What did he say? Oh, God. He, oh, God. He said, he said, I think I stuck the pickle in that one. Dot, 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 Fun time, boys. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. My favorite scene is she's the man with the brains, man. 
is uh, from a movie called Tarzan, or as Adam West calls him, Tarzan. And it's the monologue is by the character Jane. And he says, she says, Amanda Baines as Jane, and she's the, the The movie is actually called Precious, based on the novel pushed by Sapphire, colon, Tarzan, <laughs> colon, she's Amanda Baines, Baines, Baines. And uh, Jane says, oh, oh my goodness. Daddy, I was walking with little baby, little baby monkey, and I drew a picture. Suddenly, monkey starts crying. But I turn around, and there's a whole fleet of them. There's an army of monkeys, a huge tree full of them, screaming at me. Oh, hey, oh, oh, ah, ah. Terrified I was, terrified. Suddenly, I was swinging in the vines up in the air, swinging, flying. I was in the air, and I'm all surrounded. And daddy, they took my boot. And I was saved. I was saved by a flying wild man in a loin cloth. And that's my favorite scene. It's just my mind, my mind, my mind. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. I, I love it. I love the energy in it. I love the the youthfulness of it. The kind of like sinking awesomeness into it. You know, I was like sinking in a quicksand of awesomeness. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I can think of no better way of ending the show than saying if it ain't showbiz, it ain't the biz. Hit the brakes floor and somebody owes me a martini. And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that fucking cunt bitch motherfucker? <laughs> you're going to shred her up. You're going to combine her with some ice, some lime, <laughs> some thyme, some razors, throw her in the oven. When that bitch comes out, you can call her a good old New Haven style thin crust pizza, baby. And lasagna. <laughs> good night, Weeks. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night,